Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. I'm back. Did you miss me? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name, in case you've forgotten, is Richard Brown. And it's a pleasure to have you join me on the show again today. I know, I know, it's been a while. And I've not exactly stuck to my be right back statement either, have I? Well, a short explanation is therefore in order, but uh, it's not one I really want to dwell on too much for reasons you'll probably understand in a second. The long and short of it is that uh, my father sadly passed away and you can probably peg the date back to the gap in recording. As a result, I just wanted to take a little bit of time out as you might expect. So there you go. That's the explanation. But to be honest with you, I wanted to get back in the saddle for about a month now. But it's isn't it amazing how habits and routine can work either with you but also against you. Man, it's been a challenge to get back into the groove. But here I am, as imperfect as this rusty podcast host might be. I'm starting a new rhythm, and with, with this first step to draw a line under series three of the podcast on the various methods of financing a property. Right, enough of that. Let's get into the show and keep moving forward then, shall we? Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Newsflash. Property financing is not only about cash and buy-to-let mortgages. But by now, I guess you pretty well know that, right? (laughs) So what are the variations of property financing that we've covered off during the course of this series? So here you go. Here is a summary list, summary list rather, all in one place, as long as my memory has not deserted me. And I've grouped them into categories as well. So the first one, of course, is cash with cash being both the category and the form of financing. Then we've got uh, institutional finance, where there's uh, six variations, which includes both residential and buy-to-let mortgages, bridging finance, commercial loans, second charge loans, and equity release. Then we moved into discussing alternative finance, where I think we had about five of these, including equity crowdfunding, peer-to-peer lending, development finance, angel finance, and developer joint ventures. And finally, I probably wasn't expecting this many in the category of creative finance, but I think we rattled up a total of 18 uh, over the course of the series. Yeah, 18, just in the creative finance section alone. And that includes options of various guises, uh, lease and rent-to-rent structures, pension finance, sweat equity, HMR tax credit, intercompany loans, and a hybrid ownership model. 100% vendor, developer, and indeed bank finance, all variations on a theme there, assisted sale, installment contracts and exchange with delayed completion, adverse possession, credit cards and personal loans, assignable off-plan contracts, and finally, friends and family and joint ventures. (laughs) Well, if I'm not mistaken, that adds up to about 30 different forms of property financing. Well, yes, we have at least 30 different ways to fund our property interests. I often say that there are three main trade-offs in property, time, know-how, and money. 
Well, after this series, if you can't see a fix to a money challenge, then you really better. You really better have plenty of time and or know-how, that's for sure. In fact, that wasn't just a cheeky way to bring in that reference to trade-offs again. You see, in my humble opinion, the biggest single factor that can help us all to scale our property interests is know-how. Or knowledge, skills and contacts to give it a, a fuller definition. You see, in the area of property financing, there is so much that we can learn. And this series really has only just scratched the surface when you think about it. Just think about some of my guests during the series. Many of them are specialists in just one aspect of property financing. Some of them may have a fairly deep understanding in one or two areas, but not many will know all 30 property financing strategies in intricate detail inside out and out, including me, obviously. Well, that's the first observation, really, that we need to deepen our knowledge and understanding of the art of the possible. Of course, that doesn't mean that we then have to embark on an intense study program to cover 30 or more property financing strategies in a, in a kind of MBA type of program. Nor does it mean that we have to try each and every single one. <laughs> you see, to me, awareness is part of the know-how resource element. But let's not forget another really important element either. Contacts. And if we are aware of what is possible and who can find the expertise and the solutions, or sorry, where we can go to to find the expertise and the solutions, then we have great power to call upon. We can become problem solvers, connectors, and troubleshooters if we want to be. If someone expresses a financial challenge, or if we have one of our own, then we now have an array of different approaches that we can address, uh, sorry, use to address it. And of course, when I say a financial challenge, it might be a property challenge that could be fixed with one of these creative or alternative financing methods that we've been through. And I know this is true as during the course of this series, several people have contacted me personally and also a number of my subject matter expert guests to discuss their personal challenges, be it financial or property related, and many have found a solution as a result. So there's a tip for you there. Maybe reach out to some of the guests. But let's turn our attention to some of the benefits for a moment then. Okay, here's an easy one. With at least 30 different ways to help fund our property activities, we really should have few excuses as to the choice of options open to us. Okay, so you may not want to sit in the lounge with a homeowner in negative equity discussing a lease option, or maybe a, with a tired landlord at a NLA, NLA or National Landlords Association meeting one evening, exploring a rent-to-rent -rent deal. But that's not the point. You can if you want to, or indeed if you need to. Don't forget that if you want to replace the average salary in the UK, you will probably need around half a million pounds in cash to fund enough deposits and entry fees using a traditional buy-to-let model. Yes, half a million quid, possibly more if you are a higher rate taxpayer and also invest in lower yield locations. That's a pretty sobering thought, I know. Sorry about that. Well, fitting, fitting to you and your own style and personality, lifestyle and uh, personal preferences is another benefit. There really should be something in here for everyone. Whether you're young or old, extrovert or introvert, working or unemployed, rich or poor, hands-on or hands-off, and so on. There is something for you in this list, dear listener. Trust me. Money, money, money. 
What I mean is, there is money out there available to fund our property aspirations. We just need to figure out the best one for us, make sure we are well suited to attracting it, and then adopt a professional approach to go out and get it. And I call this part becoming bankable. We need to become bankable or investable if, uh, if we're going to attract the financing that we require. Quite a few people overlook that fact, to be honest. But that's all I really wanted to say about the benefits. There are lots of individual benefits in many of the individual techniques, but as a summary, I think that's, uh, that's sufficient. Okay, so there are some potential pitfalls or downsides to watch out for as well. And if you know me at all, you will know that I like to give a balanced opinion on pretty much everything I share. So here goes. Number one has to be don't become shark bait. Honestly, some of these financing options are like a magic spell from a master magician that can draw us in with all of the shiny golden objects. And before we know it, boom, we're poorer and no further forward than we were before we started. I might be contributing to this situation or this complexity by the very fact of making you aware of what is out there. So I apologize for that. But if you do, uh, if you do one thing rather, do this. Think. Think long and hard before you do anything. To be honest, not just with regard to financing in property, but with everything in property. I hear of so many stories where people have been bitten by the sharks. I mean, I've had a few close shaves myself at times, and I consider myself to be a pretty savvy and sophisticated uh, investor. So take care out there. Next has to be act commercially. Many of these financing techniques are non-standard. And as a result, they're a little bit, you know, they require a degree of sophistication. But they have various commercial risks that we may not have thought of as a result. So, for example, with rent to rent there are loads of lender, insurance and potentially planning risks to consider. Bridging lenders can move very quickly, not only to lend you money to buy that dreamy auction lot that you overpaid, <laughs> overpaid for, but also to take it back again when you don't flip it on in the three months you promised you would do. And with commercial loans, you're usually exposed to both interest rate variation risk and also, if you look carefully in the small print, a clause that might allow the lender to call in their debt under seemingly unfair reasons or due to unfair reasons with you know, apparently no notice at all. So these are just some of the potential commercial realities that uh, you need to navigate. I could add research and development in here. Being commercial also means understanding what exactly we are getting into. And that's why we need to always be asking questions. And especially this one. What's in it for them? So we ask that question, what's in it for them? And if we ask and answer that question in all of our property dealings, obviously as far as financing is concerned, but more widely anyway, then we won't go too far wrong. Finally, I guess what we've got is potential for a shiny penny syndrome, which is the opposite, really, of having the benefit of at least 30 different options to choose from. You can become paralyzed with uh, overanalyzing everything. You can also become overwhelmed by the sheer range of choice. And you can become like a butterfly flitting from financing strategy to financing strategy. Novice of all, a master of none. All of these things can stunt your growth, clip your wings, or cause you more trouble than it's worth. So sometimes a simple, singular option followed through diligently and repeatedly is the best one to ensure enduring success. Focus, 
secure yourself, and only then consider pivoting into a new area once you have masked the first one. That's the best advice I can give there. And that's all I really wanted to say, really. Uh, I rather suspect that I've left something on the table today, if I'm honest. However, the slight distraction of the glass of Malbec in my hand and the experimental jazz in the background may have allured me too much for now. But hopefully that's good enough for you to feel a closure to this series at least. Next up will be the shout-out. And now, where you can go for more great resources with the shout-out. I haven't done a shout-out for a little while, have I? But um, I've not exactly been a sofa-bound wreck over these past couple of months. And I've got lots to update you on. So I shall return next week, or thereabouts, hopefully, <laughs> with a soundbite episode to give you an insight into some of that, including how I'm applying what I'm learning about alternative property financing techniques myself. Uh, and I'm, I'm applying it and being out there and, and you know putting some of these things into practice. However, before I do that, one resource I do want to share with you today is a fantastic new training and subscription service if you want some help in finding profitable property projects. That's a little bit of alliteration there, isn't it? We've put on a training webinar that walks you through our three-step property sourcer process. And this is totally free. And uh, if you want to see it, just visit the show notes uh, for a link or ping me a quick email and I'll share the link with you personally by return. And we've also have a, a property sourcing subscription service, hmm, more alliteration, I didn't even know that when I was, I was scripting this out, which we are imaginatively calling a deal tips service, where we share genuine property projects with the capability of delivering returns of up to 15% or even more return on investment in the real world. And when I say in the real world, I mean having taken account of all the factors that, that are necessary. I can't actually promise you what we experience just today, every day, but I have literally signed off and shared three deals this afternoon with return on investments of 15%, 19%, and a whopping 24% to the subscribers of the deal tip service. Honestly, I, you know, really, if I'm transparent with you, I think we might have made a mistake in doing that when a deal sourcer might be looking to charge something like 3,000, 5,000, or sometimes even more for those exact deals. However, we've decided to change our model a little bit. And so that means simplifying some of our offerings and also working with only a limited number of people in the process. It's, it's not a sales message, a bit of a scammy thing that you sometimes hear. It's you know genuinely the case that neither Damien nor I need to work or run a business at breakneck speed. And so we've decided to do more of what we like and want to do with people we know, like, and trust. And frankly, that means less of what we don't in all of those categories. I shall give you a complete update on that soon, so stay tuned. Anyway, I digress a little bit. And uh, the links to the deal tip service will also be in the show notes. Or if you email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, I will reply to you personally with all that you need to know. Um, but as I mentioned, we're not, you know, we're not taking thousands of people in, uh, alluded to rather than mentioned. Um, we're not going to take thousands of people in because we want to be able to service the people that uh, are subscribers. So just be aware of that. I'm not sure that how long the doors will be open, in other words. But finally, and always, as always rather, do email me if you want to talk about anything from today's show or more generally in property investing. The show notes, as always, will be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. And um, I think I made it through. I don't know how many lines I fluffed, 
hopefully uh, it wasn't too um, too you know, rigid or, or inflexible or whatever the word is I'm looking for. There you go. I've just messed it up right at the end. But hopefully it was okay for you. But for now, all I want to say is thank you very much for listening once again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.